Blue Jackets still need to find a head coach. Uh, there's a ton of options out there, some good, some bad. But don't worry, Hayden and I are here to discuss all of them at length. That's what's coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. And if you didn't watch yesterday's super uh, special YouTube mini video, uh, you won't know this, but uh, joining me is my new co-host. We've got Hayden Halson here to uh, talk all about head coaches and who we like, who we didn't like. Um, so before we get into that, I just want to let everyone know that uh, today's episode is available on all podcasting apps of choice. We're over on YouTube. Highly recommend watching on YouTube uh, because it's just a little bit better. I it am a is a little bit of... better. Look at this. You get to see your, your room <laughs> outside of Manchester guys, you know? and my room outside of, you know, right here in northern Columbus. So you get two different perspectives, the worldly perspective and the uh, local perspective. It's a, it's a little bit of both. Exactly. I also want to let you know that Lockdown Podcasts are now available on the SiriusXM app, which is super exciting. So if you're a SiriusXM person, you can listen to us over there. And I also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Uh, download the GameTime app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, Hayden and I talked accidentally for like 45 50 minutes about head coaches so this is actually going to be part one uh we're going to have a second bonus episode coming to you uh either later today or slightly later tomorrow we haven't decided yet but uh we've actually already recorded this entire episode and we're recording this afterwards so i'm just going to uh, fade away and then the next thing you will hear is the actual episode so uh, i'm just gonna let our conversation go One of the biggest stories, I think, for the Blue Jackets this offseason is who is going to replace Brad Larson. Um, And initially, I was like, well, there's only like four guys that are even looking for a job right now. So the list is pretty short. And then I started looking into it. And then I had a couple of like random thoughts. And then I was like, okay, I've actually got a list of 12 guys (laughs) that could potentially be taking this job. So I figured, hey, let's have some fun today let's talk about some coaches um ironically i had to cross one of the guys off the list as i was making the list because i saw a tweet saying that he'd been hired somewhere else because that's kind of always how it goes um but i guess let's uh let's take it away with one of the the more likely candidates i think um let's talk about peter laviolette who <laughs> probably... oh man i was like I, I this is my guy right here just so you know so uh, All right. Well, then we let's. Have... Uh, why don't Why don't you take it away? If, if this is your guy, I'm gonna let you take. I'm gonna let you take point on uh, on Laviolette. Okay. Okay. So the reason why he's my guy is because simply because of the coaching experience. I think that goes a long way. I think when you see what happens the most in the NHL, it seems is teams kind of do this on and off trend of getting a up and coming kind of younger player-friendly coach, and then flipping to kind of the hardo, uh, the guy that's going to make you bag skate tons of tons of days during the week, you're you know, going to sit you because you're not playing enough defense kind of coach. We all know who I'm talking about kind of guy. Uh, 
there's those guys out there. And I think Peter LaViolette is a good mix of a coach that has had tons of experience and has knows how to coach in the modern NHL, to say the very least. And he's coached, I believe, Jay, four teams already in our division. That's that's pretty well versed. He knows what the Metropolitan Division is going to be like. So I'm so I'm talking about it like as if we've already hired him. I just think it's a good fit already off the bat. It jumps off to me as as a, uh, that's the number one candidate. So the fact that you said his name first, I think, speaks to that's that's who the Jackets might go after, or that is at least the guy with the most experience. It seems like out there, other than another one, Bruce Pedrow or or something along the lines of that. Yeah, Laviolette, of, of the former kind of hired coaches, uh, or the fired coaches, I should say, uh, Laviolette was pretty high on my list. He has got a ton of experience. Um, I think he's had a lot of success with um, a lot of different teams. Like, he won the Stanley Cup with the Hurricanes, I believe. Um, you know, he's, like you say, he's played for, he's coached four teams in our division already, Um most recently, the Washington Capitals. I don't necessarily think that, like, you know how sometimes a coach gets fired, but it's, you know it's not the coach's fault. Um, and I feel like that was kind of the story with the Capitals. They had a ton of injuries this season. Um, I don't think bad coaching was what sunk the Capitals this season. But for Who is their goalie season, even? I mean, they haven't, let's be honest about the Capitals here. They haven't been the same since Holby, really, it seems yeah, like, ever I since they lost them. I genuinely couldn't tell you off the top of my head who the oh it's, um, it's uh, uh, Darcy Kemper I believe. Okay, there you go. He's so, not, you know, he's not terrible, but still, yeah, yeah, you had to think <laughs> about it. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Laviola. If they if they want to go for a guy with experience, and I've kind of sorted my list into guys with experience and like guys with NHL experience, guys with coaching experience, and then like what I've called wild cards, um, and that's mostly the Marty St. Louis of it all. I think getting a guy like Ooh. that would be really fun, um, but we'll talk about that in uh, in a little bit. Laviolette, I think, of the of the coaches that are being talked about, Laviolette is not necessarily my guy. I wouldn't be mad if the team hired him. Um, like you said, I think he's that really good mix of... Um, he's a really good, like... In, um, what's the word I want? He like he falls directly in the middle of a lot of different kind of coaching archetypes. I feel like um, he is. He's a he, first. The first thing that I always look at really quickly when I look at a coach is their age. I just need to know how much off the bat is that person relatable to the guys in their twenties and thirties in the room. And I thought Peter Laviolette falling at 58 was a good age for me because I was like, all right. So he's, you know, he's he's a guy that's been around the league enough that he's instantly going to get respect. Um, but he's also not too old. Like Boudreaux 68. That's that's almost like, I don't know. We'll get into that, I guess, all the other candidates. But that's I like Laviolette. I guess he's not too, too old is my point. Yeah, for sure. And he feels like he falls directly between what they call like a player's coach and – and not play. I, I can't think of the the like the Tortorella basically style coaching of winning is everything. I'm going to sit you if you make a mistake. Um, I don't care if you like me, kind of coach. Um, and Laviolette feels like he falls directly between kind of the Tortorella style of coaching and um, the Brad Larson style of coaching. Because I feel like Brad Larson was hired because he was more of a player coach. Um, and so was the the was it Todd Redden that was before. Todd Richards, yeah, um, Todd Richards, he was sorry, more before, of another calm guy, he was yeah. A player, 
a player's coach. You know, the guys loved him, wasn't set, wasn't super effective. And I feel like to be a really good coach, you have to be able to fall between those lines of like, yeah, sometimes you get results, but all of the guys in that room hate you, you know? <laughs> all, yeah. all of the guys love you, but you don't know what you're doing, you know? And I feel like you've got to kind of fall between those two things. And I feel like Laviolette has that experience. He's got that age. He's been around the block. He, I feel like, is a guy that can be not necessarily a friend to a player, but I feel like he's a guy that they can talk to. But also, if they need telling what's what, I don't feel like he's going to shy away from that. The other thing that I also like about Lavila, and this is where he is the perfect mix, because he he's not known off the bat like a Daryl Sutter, like kind of like the Hardo coach, but he is a guy that's coached a lot, so he probably has some of that in him. But the other thing is, too, is like any person that gets yelled at by this guy is probably going to listen to what they have to say because he's coached for so many different teams and so many different players. He knows what good hockey looks like. So I think the experience, like as far as a resume goes, I think his is the best. No, I mean, I guess Sutter's is pretty good, too, because he's does Sutter have two cups with the Kings and or maybe one cup. And but he's got the Jack Adams a couple times or maybe just the one year a couple years ago at the Flames. But so those are you got that option as well. But I think Laviolette's a good – I think he's a safe play. The other thing I like about Laviolette is he's from Massachusetts. And something about Massachusetts, guys, Jay, you don't know this because you have not <laughs> lived full-time in Ohio or Columbus, but Boston people, Massachusetts people love Columbus for some reason. I mean, Ryan Day, he's the head coach of Ohio State. He's originally from that area. So I could see those two yucking it up at dinner one night at Hyde Park or something. That would be cool. But, yeah, so I'm – I'm on Laviolette. You're on Laviolette. That's that's a good sign, I think. Yeah. Right. Let's uh, let's move that actually to the the next guy on my list, uh, Daryl Sutter. Um, this is a huge no for me personally. Like, and this I think is a really interesting point because does he have the the qualifications? Like on paper, sure. Like you say, two Stanley Cups, Jack Adams. He gets results, but I feel like his style of coaching is not necessarily like on board with how young this team is specifically. And I feel like the, the blue jackets need a coach that knows how to coach young players. And I think Sutter kind of falls into that, um, that, Oh, like, like what was that? That was the thing. Um, was it uh, Jacob Pelletier? Uh, Pelletier made his NHL debut and they asked Sutter about it after the game. And he was like, Oh, I didn't notice him. What number is he again? Like he just, he doesn't seem interested in, Young, like developing yeah talent. that's a pretty bad you know and i feel for like a young like guy the... yeah in a minute we're going to go back to mine and hayden's conversation about who could be the next blue jackets nhl head coach but first uh, i've just got to take a quick break telling you all about ebay motors for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts or accessories, head on over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right. The first time around, just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check to know the part will fit, or you're going to get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors, and with over 122 million parts to choose from, You'll be back in the game in no time. It's easy to win home, easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
the Blue Jackets don't necessarily need a coach that can win next season. They need a coach that knows how to coach young players. Mm-hmm. And Daryl Sutter, for what, like, again, he's got the, the CV or the resume to, to prove it. I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a good coach in today's NHL, and I don't think he's a good coach for this team. I think this team is too young and too green to really flourish under Sutter's coaching style. I agree. And if you look at the teams that he's coached for, I think we're kind of safe when it comes to Daryl Sutter because I said that kind of weird, Sutter. But uh, I think we're safe when it comes to Daryl Sutter because he's coming from the Flames, which is where we obviously got Johnny from. I think Johnny's going to have a big input on what on how Daryl Sutter is as a coach, being that he's a guy that just played for him. Um, and I don't know. I mean, maybe Johnny does have good thoughts about Daryl Sutter, but if he wanted out of Calgary, granted, I don't think just one coworker is the reason you want out of a city, but maybe, maybe he didn't like his time playing under Daryl Sutter, or maybe he did. I don't know. But when it comes to hiring Daryl Sutter, that is obviously – like his brain would have to be picked, right? You've like, got to think he's the first. If they're thinking, <laughs> yeah, like, Daryl got fired, you've got to think the first call goes to Johnny Gaudreau. <laughs> the second call probably goes to Eric Branson. Yes. Um, I can't figure out whether Gaudreau would say good things or not about Sutter. It feels like on paper they wouldn't mesh, but like I felt like that felt like that about Cam Atkinson and John Tortorella. And then it came out that those two got on like a house on fire and Atkinson loved playing under Tortorella. So like, Maybe Gaudreau did love his time with with Sutter, but my instinct is telling me probably not. Um, and again, it's it's one of those where was he he was fired, but I don't think the team being bad this season was necessarily because of Sutter. He made some weird weird choices. He loves Milan Lucic, like loves to play those like that guy on the second line all season for whatever reason. Um, I don't know. I just I wouldn't again. I wouldn't be surprised if they could get. Sutter to work with this team, but I don't think it would be good for the team in the long term. Right, and the other thing about Sutter put together a good put together a good effort, but at what cost? You know, if you've got players that hate the coach, you've got players that aren't going to want to stay. I don't buy into like Tortorella being the reason that Dubois wanted out of Columbus, or the reason that Panarin wanted out of Columbus, or the reason Bobrovsky wanted out of Columbus. You know, like I feel like Tortorella was pointed to as a big reason for why these guys all wanted out. I don't buy that necessarily. Um but I feel like if you bring a guy like Daryl Sutter in, then you're acknowledging that you're not a this is gonna sound bad. If you bring a guy like Daryl Sutter in, I feel like you're acknowledging that you are that grinding, gritty kind of team. And I don't think the Blue Jackets are built that way. I think they are a skilled team and they should be coached by someone who can work with skill. It's like why when Barry Trotz was rumored to be kind of floating around, I was like, Barry Trotz, incredible coach. Love Barry Trotz. I don't want to play any more defense. We've played enough defense. Exactly. I've watched enough defense. And like it works. He's very good at it, but and I've talked. I talked to the host, the host of Locked On Islanders, about this as well. I was like, you know what it's like to watch a Barry Trotz coach team. The Blue Jackets aren't set up like that. Like we don't shoot ago, the we don't maybe. shoot the cannon off for saves. Exactly, you know. And the, that, like, you look cool. at the, the youth coming in, and you know Kent Johnson and Yurichek and like a guy like Stanislas Fosia. Like these are exciting guys that are going to get people excited. I like. 
I don't necessarily, I don't think that we want a coach that's going to, I think we want a coach that can make them better defensively. Cause I feel like we all agree that this season was kind of a tire fire on defense for multiple reasons. But if you hire a coach on the basis of them being a, a coach that works well in defensive systems, like you've already lost. And I feel like Daryl Sutter again, like, that's what I always think about in that 2012 kind of 2014 era of Kings hockey was that they were so stingy developed like defensively. And like, it helped that Jonathan quick just decided that they were winning the Stanley cup in 2012, but like they were such a strong <laughs> defensive team. And I feel like that again is Daryl Sutter. And I don't think that's going to gel well with this team of young flashy players. Yeah. He also, he also coached most, he's coached, I think exclusively Western conference teams. Which is yeah. not that I was thinking about this last night, Jay, which is funny watching the playoffs, you know, went right from an Eastern Conference game to a Western Conference game. Of course, that's how time zones work. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, you know, is there really that much of a difference between East Coast and West Western Conference or Eastern Conference and Western Conference hockey? Because I don't I don't know if I buy that. Like I don't see it. Maybe it maybe a trained eye does, but I I'm like using that's a big thing like in like 20 again 20 like 2013 2014 it was always like the bruins don't play like an eastern conference team they play like a western conference team and like the thing was always the blackhawks play like an eastern conference team because they're small and skilled and they don't hit mm. and the bruins throw their weight around but like i don't know i don't know whether that's just that the lines have been blurred or whether that was never true at all but yeah i get what you're saying it feels like hockey's just hockey man this hockey's league is hockey. kind of becoming a little yeah. bit more not samey because I think there's a lot of different teams doing a lot of different things. But, like, you look at um, the Dallas Stars, for example, I feel like are not a typical Western Conference team. They're so fast and so good in transition that, like, 10 years ago, I'd be like, yeah, no, that's definitely an Eastern Conference team makeup. But right now, I'm like, yeah, no, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. But I'm, I, I guess we're sitting here saying that there's not really a difference between them, but that may affect the hiring process like they might look at his resume and be like oh well he hasn't coached an eastern conference team and i know travel is a big thing like the travel schedule is different for the players obviously you have a lot more if you're in the west so i mean i feel like that'd be an advantage i guess going from traveling a lot in the west to having less in the east but i don't know so i, I you're right just i don't want anything to do with daryl sutter i don't want anything to do with bringing any of the calgary flames energy over to Columbus, other than their great players, that we can take as many of them as possible. But any of that culture or energy, I want out there. That's that's their problem. Yeah, I just think a lot, and we'll we'll go. I want to move on to Bruce Boudreau in a minute because he's another one of the names that I'm kind of excited to talk about. But I feel like the Blue Jackets last season, coming out of the exit interviews, all I heard from every player was hockey was so much fun this year. I loved playing. I loved this group of guys. The year before that, everyone sounded miserable. So like Tortorella's final year in Columbus. And, you know, the the room was bad and no one liked each other. And, you know, I, I we've worked. I feel like the Blue Jackets have worked so hard to get a more positive locker room atmosphere that bringing in a guy like Sutter would... Suck the energy out immediately. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, but Sutter's a big no for me. Um but this is, a, this, is, this is an interesting one that you mentioned earlier uh, and a guy that you think might be a little bit old. Uh, Bruce Boudreau, I feel like, might be the best uh, like the best fired coach available. Um, I think he's better than Laviolette at coaching. Um, I don't know that I like him 
for the Blue Jackets as much, but he's definitely a really interesting choice because, again, I feel like he's a guy that has been fired almost universally for things that were not his fault. In the yeah, same he was way that coaching the Canucks. Was. He was coaching the Canucks this past year. There was no no way that was get that plane was getting off the tarmac. Like no, no. And like the the, the, I don't know, the way that the Canucks treated that whole thing, like they kept him around while they were actively looking for his retirement, for his replacement. You know, um, I like Bruce Boudreau a lot. I think he's a fun guy. I think he's a good coach. Um, I think he would work well in this room. But I think he's the least of these three options. I think he might be the least on the Blue Jackets and Yamaka Kalainen's radar. Yeah, I mean, just because of the age, but, you know, he does have as much coaching experience, more coaching experience, I believe. Uh, he's been at it since 92. I think LaViolette was late 90s. So he's been at it longer than LaViolette. He's coached less teams. Um, so that's he got that for you. He's coached the Capitals, Ducks, Wild, and Canucks. So that that's where you're at with Boudreau. I just... And maybe this was just totally ageist of me, I guess. I saw 68, and I just was like, I don't know if that's going to be good for the locker room. But I guess, you know, 68 is still very young. My dad is 68, so I should just go out here and go out on a limb and say that at the age of 68, you're very much a young man. So, Bruce, you know what? If 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 you are truly where it is, then, Bruce, there it is. I, I'm all good with that. Um, but – yeah, this is this is where Jay. This is definitely a time of year, and we just went through this as Blue Jackets fans, obviously. After we fired Torts, is I just would love and kill to be a fly on the wall in the interview rooms, interviewing these guys, because you know that's just right where it all goes down. And it's like we can sit and talk as much as we want about vibes and uh, resumes, but in the end, I think it's it's you know it's those those conversations with the GM where sparks fly, and I, I truly don't know. Uh, who is going to come out in front? But I would be happy with Bruce Boudreau. I wouldn't say no to that. I would. I would take him as a seasoned coach over Daryl Sutter. Um, and I, I. But I would like Peter Laviolette first. But I don't know. I kind of see them both in the same realm. I guess Boudreau and Laviolette. I guess Boudreau gets the knock because he's a little older, and that's that's wrong of me. I'm sorry. 68 years is very young. Yeah. So I think basically we're, we're kind of sitting in the same ranking system now uh, we've got laviolette at number one boudreau at a very close number two and then sutter kind of all the way down here um the next couple of names are not controversial necessarily but they are my biggest red flags um of the of the guys that are quote-unquote available um i'm hearing a lot of rumblings about joel quenville making a return to the nhl for me that feels like a big no um, yeah and yeah, yeah. And just you don't you talk about yeah. Talk about Brad Aldrich of it all. But I also, and this might be a hot take, I don't think he's that good of a coach. And I talked about said. this the other day. He was handed an NHL team with Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, Marion Hosa, and Patrick Sharp in their primes. It would be harder to lose with that team. You know, yeah. and as soon as the team faced any kind of adversity or, you know, they had to get rid of good young players because they were in salary cap hell, the team just fell off a cliff under under Quenville. So I don't ever, like, he's like, isn't he, the, I think he's the second winningest coach of all time, but I think he's been lucky to coach a lot of very good teams in that time. Um, but he has to get permission from Gary Bettman to come back into the league. Um, 
I don't know that Batman is ready for that particular part of his redemption arc to happen yet. I am under no doubt that Quenville will be back in this league because the NHL is just like that and they value winning over morals at basically every opportunity. But right now, I can't, I think it's been it's too soon. I think even for someone as morally bankrupt as Gary Batman, you know. Um, so we don't need to like get into a big a big thing about. Quenville, because I don't think it's going to happen. I just, I've been hearing these rumblings and I wanted to kind of make my position clear on it is an absolute no to Joel Quenville coming to this team. Um, and it, probably an even hard, maybe an even harder no for my next, the next guy on my list, which is Mike Babcock, who has been out of the league <laughs> for a while. Um, and again, he is a guy that gets results. But at what cost? Coached some good teams. He coached some good teams, though. He did coach some good teams. He also coached some god-awful teams he and did. still managed to get results out of them. Um, I think Babcock is probably a better coach than Quenville for my money, but I... He doesn't like the kids, him. though. He's another exactly. guy like Daryl Sutter who's... There was who's that whole got, thing that came yeah. out where he was, like, like not bullying Mitch Marner, but he was, like, I don't know. It was, do you remember that story where he I do, Mitch yes. Marner to, like, write a list of who he thinks was wasn't giving enough effort in games and then he told all the players about it like yeah, know, he's, he's like, crazy again, mike babcock is just a crazy guy he may he might mean well but we know he is crazy like that's confirmed <laughs> but he might mean well so that's where he's like joel quenville does not mean well he's all for himself babcock i don't know he might just be a huge hockey guy i i the verdict is yet to be foretold on uh Babcock for me, personally. I also feel like, again, very young team. I don't necessarily want my team of young, impressionable young players to be coached by a guy like Babcock who has shown that, again, he doesn't respect development. He doesn't necessarily even respect them as players. And that's all we've got for you today. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, we are going to have a second part. So we've got way more coaching candidates to talk about. Like I said, some good, some bad, some wild cards. Um and uh we just we have fun with it so uh that's going to be either again later today or tomorrow morning you'll get another bonus episode of locked on blue jackets i've been jay foster you can find me on twitter at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can find hayden at hayden h971 on twitter you can find the show at l-o underscore blue jacket if you have comments questions criticisms you can email us at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms over on YouTube and now on Sirius XM. So maybe you can do all three. Who knows? Listen on the podcast app. Listen on Sirius XM. Listen Special on Special prize for you if you do. Special <laughs> prize. We'll be back later today or tomorrow with uh, the second part of this coaching conversation. And then we will be back on Monday with, uh, I believe, another prospect profile. So as the draft gets closer and closer, I thought we'd celebrate the draft lottery by doing another prospect profile. That's going to be Monday's episode. Uh, but stay tuned later today for part two of our uh, coaching conversation extravaganza. And until then, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>